Hello, everyone, and welcome to the, uh, let's see, last week was the all glasses edition of uh, the Monday check-in. This is the fresh haircut edition of the Monday <laughs> check-in. Uh, we're both, so this is different now than it used to be because of COVID, but um, it used to, like, I would really just, like, make sure that my hair had gotten cut um, before Christmas and before Easter and before Pentecost and, and um, essentially just before all the high holy days of the, of the church here. Um, wanted to make sure I looked my best for those ones. But uh, at any rate, this is the Monday check-in and uh, I'm Damon Jensen Heitman. Don't believe the screen if you're looking at it. Uh, one of the pastors at First Presbyterian Church of Hastings, Nebraska, joined by Oh no, he froze. Did I? Yeah, you did. You you froze. Are you playing Am I still frozen? in your office? Just there you weren't. Um, I can I can hear you and see you just fine. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can't. It seems to be better now. Still frozen. No, it's better now. Okay. But you should This happened to us last week, but I was at I was at home. Right. Now I'm here. Now I'm here in the church. It should be fine, right? It should be. It seems good now. I don't know. Good. But you should retell us who you are. I am Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska. Recently just got a haircut. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see this. If you're listening on SoundCloud, you're missing the visual of the fact that both Damon and I are freshly barbered. Yeah. Yeah. We're well quaffed. But just imagine how nice it looks. <laughs> Or switch over to YouTube and you can see for yourself. Yeah, watch both. Get those views going for us. Indeed. In fact, <laughs> kind of exciting. We have we have broken the 2,000 mark in views both on YouTube and also the 2,000 mark in listens on SoundCloud, which does mean that people are engaging with uh, these podcasts more than when I often say our seven loyal listeners. Because <laughs> if we just had seven listeners, we wouldn't have broken the 2,000 mark. So we will celebrate that. Well, isn't uh, seven one of these numbers that just represents completeness? Indeed, yes. So all the people who need to be listening are listening, and that, dear listener, is you today. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Uh, so what we're going to do eventually is we'll talk about the scripture that we're going to that we're going to take a look at this coming Sunday. Uh, this coming Sunday, I believe, is Christ the King or Reign of Christ Sunday, the last Sunday of the liturgical year. And uh, then after that, we'll have a little kind of a little mini Bible study, a little chat about the scripture. And then we switch gears and we share a little bit about the life and times of First Pres Hastings. So uh, I will offer a word of prayer for us and then we'll read the scripture if that seems appropriate. Sounds good. All right. Loving and gracious God, as we um, gather together, as we listen, as we take time um, out of our days to consider your word. May your Holy Spirit be with us. May your wisdom, may your inspiration, may your um, righteous questioning uh, fill our hearts and fill our minds. May your word continue to nurture us and challenge us, challenge us as we seek to live our days. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So uh, we continue this Sunday with the Gospel of Matthew, and in particular, Matthew chapter 25. 
uh, we're slow readers, uh, or at least the lectionary anticipates that we're slow readers, which is parable true for me. By parable, by parable. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, so we're in uh, Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. Uh, this will, at least portions of this, I'm sure will be very familiar um, to folks listening or watching, and probably all of it will be pretty familiar. So, uh, so we start with, uh, this is Jesus, uh, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of the family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me, naked, and you did not clothe me, did not give me clothing, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into the eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Here ends this reading. So, fun and not fun. Yeah. Interesting, though, because the, the last two parables that we've read and studied, the, the parable of the, the bridesmaids and the oil and their lamps, and then the one last, this past week of the parable of the talents, uh, the, the master giving these talents to his slaves. And um, there's a wide berth for interpretation of both of those parables in terms of what Jesus is saying. Uh, this one, Jesus gets a whole lot more specific. There's not a real wide berth in terms of interpretation for this one. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just an interesting feature of this one. Uh, usually the parables are metaphors for something and the listener can sort of read themselves into it or, or interpret it in different ways. And uh, Jesus kind of cuts straight to the quick with this one and doesn't mince his words at all in terms of uh, what he's trying, the message he's trying to get across to his disciples. Just a quick reminder too, that the audience of Jesus uh, for these parables, this whole series of parables that we read towards the end of the gospel of Matthew 
are are his disciples, his 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 loyal band of followers, his insiders. He's this is not a sermon on the mount situation where he's preaching to thousands and thousands of people. This is him preaching to his closest followers, and it's him doing it the day before he leaves them, the day before he's going to be put on trial and crucified. And so these are sort of his departing instructions before he uh, goes to suffer and die. Um, so uh, important details to think of that these would be Jesus parting words to his disciples. And this last parable, there's not a ton of room for interpretation on this one, right? It's pretty straightforward. It seems like it, <laughs> you know, it's, there's, um, so um, it, 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 it continues this sort of theme of um, kind of who's in and who's out. And um, this, this idea that Jesus is trying to get across to his disciples of you're either going to do this stuff or you're not. Right. Um, and particularly consider the, the passage for this past Sunday, which may be Jesus sort of foreshadowing his own departure and his own leaving them um, and maybe coming back at some point in time in the future. Um, that Especially sort of when he's gone, like you're either going to continue this life or you're not like you, you're either a sheep or a goat. Like there's no, like, there's no like, well, you did three sheep things and four goat things. Uh, so like, you're, I don't know where you fall. Like this, no, this, this, you did it or you didn't um, yeah. kind of an idea to it. Um, and Dan, Dan Deffenbaugh, our, our scholar in residence, uh, he's been leading a little three-part series on on Matthew uh, he'll tell you like this portion like this just shows up in the gospel of Matthew um, this parable uh, or story whatever it is Jesus this teaching I guess <laughs> um, and even like when you look at I was hungry I was thirsty those are some of the same words that pop up in the Beatitudes um, but there's no, there's no qualifiers here. It's not those who hunger or thirst for righteousness. It's, it's hungry. Uh, yeah. Um, so, which is interesting. But. And what did you do as one of my disciples, as one of my followers, to work to alleviate that in your lifetime, right? Mm -hmm. um, I will, just, just a note, I don't understand why Jesus doesn't like goats and likes sheep. But the sheep thing makes a little sense because the whole pastoral illusion, but hating on the goats doesn't seem fair. I've just, um, but yeah, yeah but, I don't, but it, I should ask Dan about that. There's got to be some sort of reason for why that is. Yeah. But there, there is this clear division separating into the sheeps and the goats and the sheeps are the ones who did these things. And Jesus reminds his followers well, then they ask the question, well, Jesus, we don't remember doing all this stuff for you. We didn't see you hungry. We didn't see you thirsty. And Jesus reminds his followers, whenever you did one of these things for the least of these. And then I like that phrase. Um, it's often interpreted my brothers and sisters uh, here in the NRSV. It's my family. But when, it, you know, and that's that's this this expansive notion of what family is. Right. Whenever you did it for the least of these and the least of these, my brothers and sisters, the least of these, my family, these are your brothers and sisters. This is your family. This is, these are all God's children and you are all siblings in Christ. And so anytime that you have fed a hungry person or given drink to a thirsty person or clothed a naked person or cared for a sick person or offered hospitality or welcome to a stranger, you've done it for Christ himself. And there's just uh 
I mean, again, not a lot of room for interpretation. No, no there's no, there's really not. And and I think that is another critical component of this passage is Jesus self-identifying with uh, with those who are poor, with those who are those who are hungry, those who are naked, those who are imprisoned, um, is is rightly or wrongly, it doesn't say, just those who are in prison. Um, that's a real critical component of this passage as well, and, and sort of continues that idea that um, God stands uh, with those who are dispossessed in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you did for the least of these, my brothers and sisters, right? The dispossessed, you did for me, Christ says, mm-hmm. and a reminder uh, to his followers that that is that is our call. That is what it means to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I'm trying to remember if I preached this. I know that I've preached this passage before. I'm trying to remember if I did it for a baccalaureate service, um, or if I just did it for a. You've preached um, it here at First Press Hastings. Yeah, I can't remember it. Yeah, I know, yeah, I can remember the setting. I can remember some of the people who are in the congregation. <laughs> I can't remember if it was baccalaureate or it was just reigning, if it was just another more different reign of Christ Sunday. So it would have occurred three years ago in the lectionary cycle. So there's a decent chance because you usually preach reign of Christ Sunday because it usually falls over Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's been a little tradition in this church of you preaching on the Thanksgiving holiday, which we're breaking this year, by the way, I want to point out. But I feel I, like it was more recent than that. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't recall. But to me, this is just another one of those passages that um, that really like reinforces this idea that that um, from a faith perspective, right, particularly a Christian faith perspective, life is like not life is not about me. Life is about what I do with the lives of others. Um, which is just a, a currently a hyper countercultural sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> everything else, most everything else is like, no, life is about you. It's about what you can get. It's about what you can accomplish. It's about uh, what the clothes that you can wear and the car that you can drive and um, all that stuff. And this, this, nah, I, that's, this is not that. <laughs> this yeah. is the opposite of that. Yeah, not what have you done for yourself, but what have you done for others? What have you done to feed the hungry? What have you done to give drink to the thirsty? What have you done? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, when when we were having uh, a contest for naming the Peace Center, one of the names that I had proposed that didn't get any traction was the Matthew 25 Center. And right. uh, people rightly pointed out to me, Greg, they're not nece- people won't necessarily get that reference. Um and I said, well, maybe it's an opportunity for education <laughs> to remind people what Matthew 25 tells us. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, and I think that this church, particularly with the way that we utilize the Peace Center, but also with a lot of our ministries and missions, um, embraces this vision of Matthew 25. Uh, and it's something that, that I think is good. I, I like... Damon, you sort of raising up the next level. What does our culture say about this? Not not just what are we doing here locally in the church and, and in the peace center, but but what are we doing outside that? And um, are we are we choosing to focus our attention and our energies on making the lives of others better, 
or on improving our own life. Mm-hmm. And Jesus just makes it so clear that our focus as followers of Christ are about improving the lives of others, seeking to help other people, right? Yeah. Yeah, to alleviate suffering in whatever form that it might show up in. Part of this this story also reminds me, and I'm not sure which gospel it's in or if it's in multiple gospels, the story of rich, the rich man and Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, a different Lazarus than the one that we're probably familiar with, but the rich, there's a man named Lazarus, poor man, uh, who's has sores and who sit, sits outside of the rich man's gate. Um, and the rich man essentially doesn't even notice him or even see that he's there. And part of this passage to me is also uh, to, to give someone a drink, you have to know that they're thirsty. Yeah. Right. So like you have to, you have to see it. You have to be aware um, of that, and 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 to look upon suffering and pain is is not a fun thing to do, um, especially when we start to think about it from like a systems standpoint and a societal standpoint, and um, and especially when we know, like, if we know the person, uh, we love them, and we see them suffering, it's. Uh, it's not easy to to see that and to recognize it and to step into it. Um, but the first step is really acknowledging it, like be, being willing to see it. Um, and, and then you can start to step into it in some way. But yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. Um, Cause they I asked, spent... when was it that we saw you? Right. Right. <laughs> like, well, all, all the time <laughs> they're all over the place mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and in our day-to-day lives in Hastings Nebraska we may not realize that we're being confronted with hunger and thirst and nakedness and people not feeling hospitality and all that but it it, it is here in our community the question mm-hmm. is are, are we willing to raise our awareness of it as you said and you said I like that you said that Damon it, it's uncomfortable um, yeah. it's, it's not fun to expose ourselves to other people's suffering, um, and, and to step into that suffering. And, and like you said, the only way to give a thirsty person a drink is to know that they're thirsting. Um, you know, and like our, our, our coat drive is, is one way that we do that. You know, do we know how many people in Hastings, Nebraska lack a winter coat in a place that gets really cold in the winter? And, and the reality is we don't. Uh, and some of our members, uh, I think some of our public school teachers are probably exposed to that a bit more. Yeah. Um, folks who perhaps work in service industry might, might see that. But uh, in general, we're not necessarily exposed to the reality that there are folks in our own community who, who lack a basic winter coat. Um, and that's one of the things that I'm so grateful for this church of, of, of leaning into that and saying, hey, this is, there's a need here and we may not see it. It may not be readily apparent, but we know that it's there. And so we're called to address it. Um, yeah, that also it makes me, reminds me and makes me thankful. And maybe we'll talk about this a little bit actually during the announcements um, that to the importance of maintaining good connections with, um, with different service organizations, charitable organizations within town. Um, so we're going to do this advent, reverse advent calendar collection and um, for Crossroads and 
SASA and the Hastings High Food Pantry and Catholic Social Services. And those are just four of a lot of different organizations. Um, uh, but the importance of, of maintaining, maintaining connection with those places and, and listening to what they are telling us about, okay, here's what we're seeing. Here's who we're working with. Um, here's, what, here's what we see as the need right now. Um, to, 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 like, to cultivate relationships with those sorts of places, I, is, I think is really important in trying to do this work as well. Yeah helping us to identify those needs in our community um, and supporting the ministries that are addressing those needs. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Um, and then again, this, this church has a beautiful history of, of, of doing that, of helping to start some of those organizations and continuing to support those organizations uh, throughout the years. So, mm -hmm. but, uh, but reading Matthew 25 reminds us we don't get to let up on that. Uh, right. The call is there every day of our lives as Christ followers. Um, and, and we're called to respond to the needs that present themselves around us and respond in compassion and grace and recognize, recognize as you said, Christ in the face of the dispossessed, uh, of those who are living on the margins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, th I think that this will preach. I would guess so. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, should probably start working on the bulletin, eh? Yeah, you, you could, you could. <laughs> it's an afternoon project. Indeed. So, uh, all right. So, well, do we switch gears now? Let's, let's, let's do that. Let's, uh, let's talk about what's going on in the life of the church and, um, a, a quick update for you all. Um, our, uh, our session will meet on Thursday to make decisions about what worship will look like for uh, the month of December. Uh, these are hard discussions. We desperately want to be back in person worshiping. We miss seeing your faces uh, and hearing your voices and the opportunity for fellowship uh, and connecting with people. Uh, and at the same time, we're, we're seeking to balance that with uh, the health and safety, both of our church family and, and our larger Hastings community. Uh, so right now we're doing stay-at-home worship at 10.30, which is available via Facebook Live and also on KICS Radio 1550 uh, and, uh, and broadcast a couple times a week on the local public access channel. And that uh, so session will make a decision about what Advent and Christmas will look like, uh, recognizing how important these times are for us to gather and the songs we sing. And I think we'll be creating some opportunities for us to have some uh face-to-face -face interaction over this season. It's going to look a lot different than it has in previous years, but uh, we're going to try to do that and also maintain uh, this balance with the health and safety of our community. So that's where we are with that. So stay tuned probably on Friday or maybe next Monday, we'll send an update out about what's going on with that. In the meantime, there's still a whole lot going on in the life of our church, uh, particularly ministry and mission, this Matthew 25 stuff. Uh, we do have a United Harvest distribution this weekend on Saturday. Uh, we need volunteers for that. And so if you're interested, check out the church's face or the rather the United Harvest Facebook page to sign up to be a volunteer. If you don't have access to Facebook, you can call into the church to sign up or show up 
on Saturday morning around 9 a.m. and we'll assign you something to do. This is the feeding ministry where we see typically serve four to 500 families in our community with a food box distribution. Uh, we have been doing this now uh, more than three years, uh, excuse me, more than four years uh, and we'll continue to do it. Um, so uh, what else, we, we're doing other stuff. What about cinnamon rolls, Damon? I can tell you about cinnamon rolls. I will also mention that uh, Mission Committee has also sort of started to do a, a Thursday afternoon. Um, it's a much smaller food distribution, um, but there is some space for volunteers if folks are, are curious about what that looks like. Uh, they can contact the church and, and, get, and we'll figure that out for sure. So um, cinnamon rolls are, we've made lots of cinnamon rolls. And some are still available for purchase. If you were hoping to get your cinnamon rolls for Thanksgiving, you may have missed the boat on that one. You you were kind of a goat about that. Uh, but you could still be a sheep and get them in time for Christmas. So uh, if you want some, some cinnamon rolls uh, for the upcoming holidays, you can contact the church and we can get a, a form filled out for you. I'm going to be sending an email uh, to those who ordered for November because the pickup is this Sunday. So I'll send out some details um, about that. So, but they reminder: those cinnamon rolls are a fundraiser for Go and Serve, which is our youth mission trip. And we're not doing other fundraisers this year because of COVID-19. So this is our one, uh, one fundraiser, but also you get delicious cinnamon rolls. So right. it's win, win, win. <laughs> All right. Uh, just a quick reminder, if you have not got your stewardship pledge in, please get those in. We are in the process of building our budget for 2021, and those pledges help us to build a faithful budget. If you have got your stewardship pledge in, thank you. Um, our church has been so faithful in their giving uh, during this pandemic year in 2020 and continues to be faithful uh, as they put in their pledges for 2021. So thank you for that faithfulness. Thank you for your generosity. And please do try to get those in just so that we have an accurate count of where we're going with our budget in the upcoming year. Um, what else? Christian Ed, our pre-K through fifth grade is still doing uh, remote Christian Ed. Uh, Steph, uh, our director of Christian Ed is, is producing a video every week for that. They're amazing, these videos. Some of your favorite Sunday school teachers are doing great things. So keep an eye out for that if you've got a child in that pre-K through fifth grade uh, age group. Middle school and high school youth group will meet again this week and then probably be on a hiatus uh, until after the first of the year. We're still figuring that out, but that's the tentative plan. Is that right, Damon? Yes, I believe so. Uh, and we'll keep folks updated on that for sure. Yep. So, and then, uh, Go ahead. I was just going to share about uh, some of the adult enrichment stuff. Please. Uh, so forums, I did mention a little bit ago, Dan Deffenbaugh is in the... Dr. Dan Duffenbaugh is in the midst of a three-part sort of series on Matthew and just kind of taking a look at Matthew and what makes that gospel unique uh, what in its perspective and its uh, original uh, intended audience may not be exactly the right word, but community to which it was originally intended uh, to be written and shared. And those are People can join live Sunday mornings at 9.15 via Zoom and contact the church if they're looking for the link to that, uh, or those are also being posted to our YouTube page. And Heirs of Parent, which is another adult enrichment class, um, they meet uh, Sunday mornings at 9.15, I believe, 
um, also via Zoom. And they're right now they're starting to take a look at the, the film. Maybe people have heard of it. I don't know. It's a Wonderful Life uh, and a, a series, a study sort of revolving around It's a Wonderful Life. So that's kind of what's going on right now for adult enrichment stuff. Indeed. And uh, the last thing is uh, we're really excited about is our Advent devotional. Uh, Damon has been working hard for the last month uh, in a process that I call herding cats, which is uh, soliciting uh, prayers for our Advent devotional. Uh, and I'm one of the cats that had to be herded. Um, although Damon is one of those cats as well. So you were herding yourself? Yeah, I like that you have switched the metaphor now to cats and not sheep and goat to avoid any ill comparisons. Indeed. Uh, but we're excited because uh, what you've got is uh, the whole church will be receiving via mail uh, an Advent devotional um, that has, uh, oh, what is it, a, a devotion written for each week and then a prayer written for each day um, so that we as a church can all be sort of uh, going through the season of Advent together. Those are going to be stuffed and mailed out Wednesday and Thursday of this week, so they should be hitting your homes next week before the first Sunday of Advent which is that Sunday right after Thanksgiving. Um, and like we did last year, and Damon mentioned during our uh, podcast here, uh, we are going to do the reverse Advent calendar. So each day, uh, we'll invite you to purchase something that benefits one of our local ministry partners and collect those things. We'll have you eventually bring those into the church and drop them off, and then we will distribute them to Crossroads, which is our homeless shelter here in town, to SASA, which is the uh, spouse abuse uh, and uh, center uh, to Catholic Charities, which is a great partner of ours. And then the fourth one is the Hastings High School Food Pantry. That's the one. So uh, we're very excited for that. Uh, and huge props to Damon and a lot of church volunteers who have worked hard to, to get this together. I'm excited. He's got a draft of it that he's going to share with me this afternoon. And I, I'm excited to read through it and see how it's coming. So yeah, it should be good. It'll be it. I really like that we're doing that again this year, um, especially since we can't really gather in the way that we want to, um, to stay connected to one another, to, to join in the faith, I guess, uh, together in that way. And also to give, a, to hope a give, hopefully give a real sort of spiritually directed focus um, for folks during, during Advent, during that season of, of preparation. So yeah, should be really good. And also we'll end up hopefully benefiting uh, uh, four of our, four of our vital ministry partners. So. Yes. Anything else? I think that's, I think that's good. All right. Should I close this with a word of prayer? Uh, if you don't mind, I think that'd be great. I'd love to. Let's do that. Gracious and loving God, we dig into your word again this morning and we are confronted with this very challenging parable about sheep and goats. And Lord, it strikes right to the heart, a reminder of the call that you have placed on our lives as followers of Jesus, that when we see hunger, we are to respond and thirst. When we see somebody who is naked, we are to respond when we see someone who is lonely or a stranger, we are to respond with hospitality and welcome. We're supposed to visit prisoners and take care of the sick, God. These are very, very clear mandates that you have placed on our lives. And so we ask you, God, to give us the strength 
the energy, the courage, the wisdom, the imagination to figure out how we're called to respond to these things each day of our lives throughout our entire lives. Above all, Lord, continue to bless us with your love. May your love fill us and overflow from us so that we in turn can love others. And may that love be expressed in these tangible ways of taking care of the needs of others. So that when we do look into the face of somebody who is suffering, we see your face looking back at us and we know that we are following the call that you have placed on our lives. Thank you for this scripture which challenges us to be the people you have called us to be. We ask all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Sounds all right. good. Until next time. Toodaloo.